2: Alright, welcome everybody back to uh, Cheergating episode lucky number 13. In this episode we're just going to be talking about week 1, who was right, who was wrong. I was mostly right. And then we're going to talk about week 2. And we're going to make our picks for that. And oh, but don't
3: forget we've also had, we also have our first interview right. for the podcast.
2: Right, we, we have an interview. We actually got an interview with a real human being. So, everybody be excited about that. We're pretty excited. Let's get into it. it, it down in Alright, Jay. You want to talk to these people about our week one picks?
3: Yeah, not not the best effort, I'd say. No. No. Um, there was a lot of stupid picks, but that's <laughs> one of week one. You have to you have to get those out of the way at the beginning, and
2: App also state, you don't know they're
3: stupid until they happen. Yeah. Um,
2: App State.
3: Yeah, You always feel real smart when you're making these picks, and then you watch the games. But honestly, it seems like all the games that I got wrong, uh, they're pretty pretty close. And that, I guess that's just by nature of the way that I choose these games, they're going to be close regardless. But I'd say the 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 worst pick of the week had to go to your App State, uh, App State
2: <laughs> call. I'm willing to accept that because when I made that pick, I said, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And, you know, w- w- so what? You know, Georgia so did was, what they were supposed to do. But yeah. if I was right, it was worth the risk, in my opinion. I don't care. I'll take the loss on that one.
3: So that was, what, I think 31-0. to uh, Georgia just annihilated. <laughs> they, they actually looked pretty good. I was not expecting 31-0. to
2: Yeah, I know. Georgia actually did look better than I thought. Because, yeah. I mean, deep down, I, I kind of knew georgia would win i mean like everybody did but i was really hoping for like some amazing app state thing to happen apparently it's just how shitty tennessee is they just don't know how to win in four quarters against any team in week one we'll get into that later but you weren't you weren't right on everything though i mean yeah i was embarrassed with my app state but you had a few uh you had to have a couple rough ones right
3: yeah, there were a few. Uh, just going down the list of ones I got it wrong was the the Colorado State Colorado game. Told you, I, I got that one wrong. Told you. Um, I got the UNC game wrong, along with uh, majority of people. Yep. Yeah. That picked, was me too. I uh, picked the NC State game wrong. Yeah. Um, so th- there, it just seemed like there were a lot of close ones.
2: Florida, um, me and you are kind of down the line for those. You picked Boise State. I picked Troy. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail about this. But in the last episode, I was so gung-ho on Troy. I was so certain from everything I had read that Troy was the better team. And you were like, well, then why does Vegas favor Boise State? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. They're seeing something I'm not seeing. And clearly, they did see stuff I didn't see.
3: Yeah, Boise State just went out and did exactly what they were supposed to do. Right. I mean, it wasn't a
2: blowout, but they were clearly the better team, without a doubt.
3: Yeah, 11-point spread, and I think they might have even covered that.
2: Yeah. Also future reference we should probably start putting scores on here i think that'd be kind of cool
3: yeah that's a feature that i could think about that probably not implement but
2: i'm gonna uh, have to go back and edit aren't i
3: like i'll just put that in the idea box
2: god damn it i'm gonna have to go back and do this myself
3: And maybe not even the good idea box like it's a separate box
2: (laughs) well i'd love to hear the good idea box at some point by the way It's empty (laughs) all right that was a quick segment we call good idea box uh continuing Um, down the list
3: before we go before we go too far i do want to mention that your upset pick happened to be on this board but my upset pick that's why i made it i knew it wasn't going to make this list so i didn't have to to live it down
2: to be fair i did have one more upset pick that i've been talking about since the first episode i'm not going to get into it yet i'm going to wait i'm saving that one because that one's been boiling deep down inside me but i've been saying this since episode one and i'm not crazy i'm not crazy you sons of bitches uh, yeah, so
3: you want you want to talk about the Cal UNC game? Yeah, and absolutely. Also, it's just kind of the theme of this. Maybe this little recap is what a disappointing uh, weekend the ACC had.
2: Shame. Yeah. No, seriously. Especially coming off on national championship, the ACC is looking fairly weak. Yeah. Uh, While the pack is looking pretty good.
3: Yeah, the the big ones were were obviously Cal upsetting UNC um and then uh, South Carolina barely barely coming out with the win over NC state yeah uh, and honestly I think if NC state plays them nine times out of ten they still win seven of those matchups
2: but still uh, I mean that's a mediocre SEC East team being, yeah
3: no a loss is a loss yeah but, and then the the I think the Florida state one is the is the big loss because Two powerhouses yeah, going head to head. They lost to the number one team. Um and that doesn't look too bad, but you lost your your starting quarterback and maybe your best offensive player uh, in the process. And yeah. now you've got a true freshman, maybe retro no, I think he's a true freshman.
2: That's a pretty big risk when you you know, when you play a team like this in week one. And maybe teams are gonna start looking at this and being like, Was it worth the risk? Because for Florida State it clearly was not. Potentially, but,
3: but you you can't always go into these big games worrying about if you're going to lose your best players. You just have to
2: That's true, but, them in but that. I feel like week one, there's a higher chance of somebody getting injured.
3: Yeah, maybe, but week one is also the, the chance to schedule some of these out-of-conference foes uh, that you won't yeah. get, have an opportunity to in yeah. conference. Even Does though Florida State need to play, play
2: Alabama? Like, no.
3: No, but I think in this day and age, when you're trying to bid for for that playoff spot, any kind of um, advantage you can get over another team.
2: That's true. but it's probably worth it. Yeah, but I mean, also the biggest loss for the ACC out of that is the fact that Florida State this year is presumably the ACC, you know, front runner. Mm-hmm. That, that's I mean, that's what people are saying. I don't know, but not
3: to, not to even mention Louisville just looking like garbage.
2: Yeah, but I mean, Alabama, the SEC front runner, obviously, they go head to head, and Alabama is clearly the better team. I mean, it was a close yeah. game, I guess, but every game with Alabama is gonna stay a close game. So, Alabama was clearly the better team. Like you said, Louisville did not look good with a Heisman a quarterback. Ball. Yeah. That's,
3: that, I think that's their only player.
2: Yeah, they've lost a lot of talent on that team. That was Purdue. That was a. You want to talk about a mediocre P5 school, I mean, Purdue. When's the last time yeah. Purdue was great?
3: Yeah, so like I said, uh, that's definitely going to be a theme that we're going to be looking forward to for this next week um, is how the ACC can bounce back. Um, now, Clemson, although against Kent State, they look like the real deal
2: yeah this is the problem with these games though is they do what they're supposed to do against a shitty team so of course they look like the real deal but so did TCU so I mean they do what they're supposed to do and that's about it
3: okay well so which which do you want because you just got on Florida State about scheduling Alabama (laughs) and now you're getting on Clemson so you just want you just want them to schedule like a, a top 25 team but not higher than top 20
2: no it doesn't even have to be top 25 how about just a g5 school a okay, team so a team just... you sh- a team you should beat but let, I, you have to actually like play a little bit so i can see what what you're gonna look like next week
3: so i think that narrows it down to maybe 10 schools
2: yeah what's wrong with that <laughs> every <laughs> every p5 school has to play a g5 school and that's it that's how it is now
3: i could just i could just log off and let you argue against yourself <laughs> It's not every, every So point.
2: okay, so like you said though, Clemson did do what they were supposed to do, and then
3: yeah, they're, and I mean, if it's one week to to schedule Kent State and look like a great team, it's it's this week because out of the rest of your, the teams in your conference, that's true. I guess other than Virginia Tech, they will will probably actually let's just talk about that. I was going to mention that also. See.
2: Virginia Tech looked good. They. They beat a team that is better than I have been thinking they would be, which is embarrassing because every West Virginia person on Twitter, like I said last episode, has been claiming how stupid I am. And that's a saying mm-hmm. a lot from somebody from West Virginia. They might be on to something. I guess they knew something I didn't. Blind yeah, faith? I was, no, um, I, I,
3: def- I I rewatched that game, and I was definitely uh, impressed, uh, even in a loss uh, with West Virginia. I was definitely, I guess, a little low on them. Uh, probably predicting you know five or six win season but
2: yeah i said i said i'm not not convinced
3: that they're going to be top two top three maybe even top four in the big 12 but um i definitely think they're right there on the same tier maybe as kansas state
2: yeah so like a Uh, top four spot like shooting for that top four spot with kansas state
3: yeah yeah just behind you know the oklahoma schools and tcu yep and then I guess, at this point, probably firmly above Texas.
2: Yeah, no, firmly, firmly above Texas. Do you want to get into Texas? I'd love to talk about the state of yeah, Texas also, right
3: now. Yeah, uh, and before we get into it, I, th- I think Texas is not much different than we've seen, where they can... Um, and maybe even like with this mixture of, of this Tom Herman dynamic, where they will play up to their competition, but they're also going to play down to their competition. And yeah, that's what it's so true. Through.
2: I don't understand... Um, how that team works, they really do play at the level of their competition,
3: like like we'll we'll preview this next week, but they've got USC scheduled. I would not be surprised at all if they got an upset against USC. It's just right. It's just a really weird, really weird thing,
2: yeah, yeah, no, I think you're totally right. While we're talking about Texas, though, I have to mention since I've since I started this podcast since Herman left Houston. And everyone raved about Texas being back, like they said, like they've been saying for years. They said Herman's gonna bring Texas back. I have been saying it will take at least a season, at least one season, for him to try to fix the hole that UT has been in for years. You don't come into a team. I know they have a lot of Wait, talent. Are you
3: saying that they weren't back last year after they beat Notre Dame? <laughs>
2: Look, you don't come into a team that has had three straight years of a losing record, and not not against always great opponents. I mean, you have Iowa State on there. You have Kansas State on there, or Kansas on there. Um, you don't come to a team like that and in one game change that. I mean, that's just – that's it's not a good team. And I know there's clearly a lot of talent on that team, but I don't care. It's just not a good team, in my opinion. And I think Herman could – fix the problems at Texas and I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible here this is polite snake talking here I think Herman could eventually fix the problems there but it's not immediate and I think he did come into a really 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 fortunate situation at Houston great team I mean they won a bowl the year before he came they're a really good team a lot of talent good school in the heart of recruiting in the nation in a conference that you can immediately win in so Herman is a good coach. Is he like the best coach alive? No, I don't think so. Will he be able to fix Texas's problems? Probably. That's Eventually. my that's my spiel on the Longhorns right now. Eventually, it's not this year. So calm down, Longhorns fans. Also, don't start throwing shit on the field because you're losing. Like, get over yourselves. Well, I
3: mean, do you expect anything else?
2: No, it's just get over your fucking selves. What's well, the program
3: that never had to had to deal with losing?
2: Okay, well, this is your fourth season of it. So, every senior there right now has dealt with that since he was a freshman. So, just stop. Just stop. Stop acting like you deserve better, because, quite frankly, you don't right now. Quite frankly, you Thanks. deserve five wins or six wins. That's what you deserve. You don't deserve right. any better. You've run your, your program into the I think, ground. I think you made your point. All right. All right. <laughs> That's... No, but I, told... I warned you, though, this was going to come when they lost that week one, and you said, okay. So... Well, I'd go. like to
3: go back and actually figure out what, what your exact quote was. Because I think it was, I wouldn't be surprised. So I'd, I'd have to go and...
2: I also made a $20 bet that they would lose to Maryland.
3: Okay, so... so I was uh,
2: clearly confident enough to put money down.
3: I don't think actions speak loud in the words in this case.
2: I think they do. And my words have spoken. I think every every fan of this podcast, anybody that's listened or followed this podcast at all, knows how I feel about the Longhorns and how they're going to be this season.
3: Okay, well, uh, anyway. West Virginia was the only uh, Big Twelve school on our on our pick in that week, but uh, the rest of Big Twelve just looked pretty pretty average. Uh, pretty
2: I mean, average? Obviously,
3: obviously, other than the Oklahoma schools and TCU, but
2: um, I would say Baylor looked a lot less than average. We can stick with the state of Texas because I'd love to just keep talking about the other Texas program.
3: Yeah, what? what how ironic is that that they lose to Liberty?
2: <laughs> I think the only school more Christian than Baylor.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I mean the joke. The joke started himself, but I don't even know what to take away from that.
2: I don't either. I mean, I was really disappointed. I thought Matt Rule was going to be a really good coach. He was really good at Temple. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not disappointed that Baylor lost. Like everyone, mm-hmm. kind of cheers for Baylor to lose. I'm just. I guess I'm. I'm sad that Matt Rule has to be the one to take this.
3: Yeah, I'd have to. Uh, that's one of those games where I kind of just saw the, sc- the the score, you know, periodically go on the uh, on the ticker and it was kind of an interesting thing to keep up with uh so i haven't actually seen any footage of the game but it might be worth just going back and watching the highlights well i can tell you
2: who, i can tell you stats wise they let up nearly 600 yards at home to liberty yeah, so
3: that's that's not good so i'd i'd like to actually you know go watch the film and, and see if this is going to be the normal or if this is just one of those those weird wonky weeks right uh I mean is this is this going to be a one-win team? Like that would be a huge shock and step down from where they they've been.
2: I mean, it wouldn't and surprise I know, I know, me though with what well, what happened to the program. I mean, the, I know
3: that the recruiting's taken a hit, but you don't yeah. expect this immediate impact from from one season. Yeah,
2: not that big of an impact, but if somebody told me that it happened, it wouldn't necessarily blow my mind because of you know what's happened to the program.
3: No, I could see this a few years right. down. Like this is where these lasting effects will will take place, but Immediately, I it yeah. It would take a few years to get to this point. That's and true. If this is if this is what it's like for the rest of the season, that's man, that's
2: <laughs> they better tear down that stadium they just built. That's all. I'm yeah, yeah,
3: that's that's crazy.
2: Um, but sticking with the state of Texas, what about the Aggies?
3: Um, yeah, wow, that was what a game. Um, I was telling <laughs> you this right before it came on. Uh, that was one of the, the one of the few games that I um, watched live, but was so impressed with A&M and so disappointed with ucla that i just kind of turned it off i mean they legit looked like a top 10 team uh i didn't turn it (laughs) off i switched to another game but um and then obviously they they ended up losing but i i wanted to rewatch the game and and figure out like where it went wrong and and what happened uh but i fell asleep at the exact same point so i still haven't seen ucla win so to me texas a&m is still that top 10 team That I've, that I've seen. To you, the, first, the
2: Aggies are two and zero right now.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. To me, the Aggies are probably the favorite to win the national championship. <laughs> and well, uh, Moat, what's the the backup quarterback's name? Oh, Moat. I yeah, think.
2: I, <laughs> I don't remember. He looks like a name. stud. He should. <laughs> I I think Cubanak would have been a much better backup, but
3: like I, I still have to go find out what what, uh, what went wrong because I mean the running game was their, was unstoppable.
2: Their team started to look scared when UCLA started to look dominant. The Aggies just fell apart. They their players were out there playing scared all of a sudden. They had so much swagger that they had a pimp cane on the field. And then they played so scared and timid the second that UCLA started so playing good.
3: So someone's I mean, someone's pretty firmly on the hot seat now.
2: He's number one by far.
3: Yeah. I think and he, he already to. was, but
2: Right, exactly. Uh, I mean he was already up there, but after that, I mean But
3: I don't know if he'll make it out of the season now.
2: Yeah and
3: that would take a few upsets
2: i'm not going to take up everybody's time this episode but i do have an article on the blog what did we say it's wix slash chairgaten i don't it's wix.com i posted a blog article there's a conspiracy right now that is connecting all of these coaches that are choking to u of h and it's pretty good Matt Rule, Tom Herman, Sumlin, Bryles, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, all these coaches are connected to UH. So, it's, the conspiracy is that U of H has planted moles in all of the in state competition to be the best. Interesting. Yeah, TCU was the only one left out, but TCU at the time was just in the Mountain West Conference. So, it's a. How does.
3: Where's Matt Rule's connection to Houston?
2: Um, the athletic director currently at Baylor. Mac Rhodes got hired to Baylor from University of Houston. So he hired Matt Rule, and he was RAD, who hired Tom Herman. Crazy. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Okay, so I think that wraps it up for our week one review. I think that was pretty good.
3: Just in conclusion, Big 12, whatever. ACC not looking good. SEC looked good. Pac-12 looked really good.
2: Pac-12, my biggest surprise. Actually...
3: Pac-12, the competition was really weak, so it's hard to take, because the, the Big Dogs USC actually didn't look good. Um,
2: That's true, USC didn't, and we're going to get into that in a big second. Big
3: Ten looked really good, but, yep, yeah, so...
2: Well, I, I just, I don't want to stick on this too much, but I think Colorado being in Colorado State, for some reason, whatever, that was enough for me to be like, okay, the Pac's good again. And then, the Big Ten looked good beating themselves up. The ACC disappointment... The SEC looked as good as they always do. And the Big 12 looks as depressing as I always thought they were. All right. Okay. So we actually have an interview this episode. It's the first interview Chairgatan's ever done. It's with a guy named Paxton Sagina. He was a wide receiver for Stanford. He had to medically leave the team because of concussions. We'll get into that in the interview. But we're pretty excited. Hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, Let's get into it. I want to welcome everybody to the very first Chairgate and interview. So uh, this is a pretty big deal for us, and I hope it's good. We'll see. We're gonna start with Paxton Segina. He was a wide receiver at Stanford. Uh, you can say, "What up?" What's up? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just a cool guy. Currently not playing anymore, right? Yeah, recently medically retired. Okay, medically retired, but still uh, played wide receiver scholarship no no walk-on right no not no, a walk-on no. so a legit football player you know not some poser that just wants to play football um, I, feel like,
3: I feel like the scholarship actually takes away to, from his credibility
2: i don't i don't i think there was only one rudy and then after that everybody else are, is a bunch of posers okay. <laughs> so that's it um i guess we're just gonna kind of start this and go into some questions get a little bit of inside information about Stanford, see if we can figure out if they're actually going to beat USC next week. I think Jay's got a few questions. Jay, do you want to start with anything?
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I this is the first time I've been introduced to Paxton. So, uh, I did a little bit of research though right before this. Uh-oh. Found out that you were once committed to Rice. Is that true?
1: That is true. Yep, for about a year. Oh wow no.
3: So, what made you? I guess first commit to Rice, and then why'd you why'd you go over and switch to Stanford?
1: So. My dad played at Rice, um, so I grew up being a die-hard Owl fan, which you don't get many of those, but no, I, loved, I loved I love my Owls. I, I grew up going to all the games. My dad took me to about four games a year ever since I was about five they years old. They were probably
2: old. one of 13 fans there. Yep, so
1: yep. Um, it, it was a library for sure, but <laughs> it meant everything to me. Um, and They were my first offer, after, I think right in, in the middle of my junior year. And I just took it right off the bat. Didn't even think about anything else. Said no to a bunch of other schools. And what are a few other a hard schools owl. you said no to? Um, the academies. The oh shit. Uh, the Ivy leagues. I said no to. Okay, no.
2: so you were only getting offers from like really, really smart schools.
1: Smart schools. Because okay. I, I kind of said no to the big schools it was, it's always been my dream just to use football to get into an academic school okay so he's just really yeah it
3: sounds like it because the rights to Stanford one thing they have in common is the, the, obviously <laughs> <the> academics <laughs>
1: right yeah the academies yeah. Well, I, man I'm not, I'm not smart enough to get into those schools by myself so i had to use something man
2: that's a good point yeah. that's a solid point uh so for all the nerds out there that aren't smart enough just be good at football <laughs> or be good at something you know, yeah Be good at something yeah just, okay, start, so just start being good at football
3: so, and then from Rice, I guess you, you got talked to by Stanford a little bit later, and then...
1: So, it was pretty much Rice all the way for me until Stanford came around. And when, when Stanford came around, I, I mean, my dad kind of told me, he's like, look, I know how you feel about Rice, I know you love Rice so much, but Stanford doesn't come around all the time. And yeah. no offense, and I'm your father, but I love you, you'd be retarded to not take this Stanford offer. I'm like, okay yeah <laughs> that's a true so that's said. a true rice fan right there true rice fan. He's like please don't, <laughs> don't s- go don't. he's like don't sell yourself short All, i love coach bailiff and their whole staff they're the greatest group of men i've ever met um but that was my dad's advice and i took it and couldn't turn down coach shaw at stanford
2: so i'm sure jay has a lot of more a lot more questions but coming off that question how did you feel about last week stanford versus rice in australia
1: um, were you, were you cheering for one of the other or like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I was, I was cheering all the way for Stanford okay. and my boys at Stanford. What about your dad? Uh, my dad is rice all the way. Damn. You know, even we played rice last year and I actually redshirted last year and we played, we hosted rice at Stanford stadium. Nice. Uh, also known as the library and my dad wore his rice shirt proudly. Damn. Um, that's yeah. ruthless. Yeah. Ruthless. But you know, neither one of them were close contests. So
2: right. Right. <laughs> Come on. Let's be real. here. Let's be real. I w- academically they're both very good schools i would say they compete yeah, yeah. academically absolutely sports wise uh well baseball, that be, I said some baseball. yeah there that you.
3: was gonna be my next that was gonna be my next question about the academics was i've always kind of wondered what the admission process is for a for a student athlete because it's hard for me to imagine that every single one of those athletes is on the same academic level just for how competitive they are but is that is that the case or is-
1: so it's it's a little different um at stanford with Every, with everywhere else in the NCAA, you just have to have a minimum requirement uh, for your SAT, ACT. You can't fail classes. You know, you have to pass everything. It's very, very, very minimum. In Stanford, you have to take two AP classes every single year you're in high school. You have to have minimums of 80s instead of 70s, both in AP and regular, whichever one you take, which, I mean, wasn't too difficult, but it still was something. Um, yeah. And you had to have the... the minimum ACT, SAT requirement was definitely higher than that of the regular NCAA requirement.
2: And so, to your knowledge, they actually like held that up for everyone. Because clearly you were smart enough to do oh, yeah. all and that.
1: There, there have been guys who, who were committed to Stanford, and they didn't get into the school. Oof. And like the, the coaches, we've had the best athletes. There, there's a kid, Demetrius Robertson. Uh, Robertson who plays at Cal now because he couldn't get into Stanford, but he was one of the best athletes I've ever seen in person. Damn. And he plays receiver now. He played as a true freshman, and Stanford didn't let him in.
2: Well,
3: Wow, so he's, he's always committed to Stanford, and he just couldn't get admitted, I guess? Yeah.
2: Well, was he just playing – he's playing right now for Cal? Mm-hmm, yeah, he well, played right now. Well, we'll have to look up the stats on that uh, for the UNC game, I guess. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. Interesting. Interesting. Jay, anything else?
3: Um. Yeah, I've got a few other things, but – uh, if you got something to ask, we can go ahead.
2: I was gonna ask about David Shaw because personally, I like him as a coach. I think I'm not a huge Pac fan. I don't like West Coast football. I like South East SEC, some Big Twelve, mostly just Southern football, and then some of the Big Ten. But for West Coast football, I'm not a fan. But I do like David Shaw. What do you have to say about him?
1: Coach Shaw is hands down the best man I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, he's a great football coach, but you take the football coach part away and He's just a great man. He's, he's like a father figure and a dad away from your home. And I have nothing but amazing experiences with that man. And seriously, like he he's changed the culture at Stanford, and he's changed the way that football players approach football there. I have the utmost respect for him.
2: Yeah, and you were telling me um, when we first met a few days ago or last week, so you're not on the football team anymore because you medically had to leave But you were saying something about your scholarship, Sanitat?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I I had a bad concussion in high school um, that everyone thought my career was going to be over, but four four months later, I was okay, started playing basketball again, um, continued my career at Stanford, headed there for the summer, started summer workouts straight into the season. That was fine. And during a few practices during the season, I had a few bumps on my head um, in spring ball and in fall ball, saw a few doctors failed multiple brain tests which it's was the only
2: test he fails by the way <laughs>
1: um and yeah i mean I, I was told by a few doctors that i would be an idiot if i ever stepped foot on a field again so wow. i wanted to take the doctor's advice on that one but yeah coach shaw talked me through the whole process and instead of you know he, he didn't view it as losing an athlete and losing an asset he he viewed it as look this is this is like my kid i'm going to treat you like you're my son and look i want I only want the best for you, and I know your head's all messed up right now and this this isn't about your next three years, this is about your next thirty, this is about your next fifty years, and I want you to be healthy for your kids and your kids' kids instead of being good at football right now uh so he kept my scholarship intact and has showed nothing but- uh support through this whole process um and this all just happened this summer damn so That's so crazy.
2: if there's any like recruits listening to our podcast, apparently you should try to get into Stanford because this is what this whole interview has, has been so far. <laughs> it's just a sales just a pitch. just a sales pitch for Stanford. Oh, <laughs> so, I, I love it, man. At the <laughs> end of this episode, we'll play, like, the Stanford uh, theme music with, like, a commercial in the background. We're, like, come visit Stanford. <laughs> Stanford so did, those,
3: did those, uh, those head issues, was that just, like, one big hit? Or obviously it's probably the culmination of multiple, but can you think back to, like, one hit that kind of stood out among the rest?
1: Well, I mean, in high school, I... I mean, if you did some research, you you probably it was probably the first thing that popped up even before Stanford Recruit, just because it was it, it was really, really bad. It was uh, the last game of our regular season in high school. Um, Who were you playing? Georgetown High School. It was kind of like... Oh! Yep. Eagle yep. fight <laughs>
2: never dies. <laughs> yep, yep.
1: Hey! Um, we ended up losing that game. Uh, nice. We won the year before. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well. Um, but I, I went up for a ball, and I had a concussion two weeks prior to that game, but... Uh, I kind of finessed the concussion system on that and got on the field, um, which wasn't the wise thing to do. Any young athletes listening right now do not mess around with concussions. Uh, but I went up for a ball and had to come back for it, and I got pushed down. My head whiplashed against the turf, and I didn't get up. I'd, I had no idea where I was. They They walked me to the field house and it went downhill from there. I do you want the full story cuz it's kind of depressing? I don't know if you Ooh, want that. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. No. But what's do you remember the kid's name? The kid who
2: that pushed you down that caused the whole thing?
1: Oh, he was a he he actually played receiver um Whoa. and they had him mark me the whole game the or guard game. me the whole game. Do you game. remember his name? Uh his name was
2: Javante Grimble. I think that's mm, what it was. What, okay. That he, Just seeing if I know. Just seeing if I know. It's a Georgetown thing. Anyway.
3: Uh, it, was few, it was a few years after you. Just a few. Uh, Just snake, a few. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he actually plays at I think um Sam Houston State right now. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So he was pretty good I guess. He was a great player. Very good player. Nice. Yep. And no hard feelings if you, <laughs> he he was I mean he he reached out to me afterwards. It was oh. it, it wasn't like a cheap anything. Oh it, it damn, was, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was
2: it was just football. Just football. Okay. Anything else on high school Joe?
3: Um well I, I guess I was gonna talk about Georgetown, but that's probably answers. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah, I, play, I played and, uh, against him
1: junior year. I played against him
3: junior year. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> but that nice. was that was like the third play of the game, like third. Oh shit! Play of the game. Yeah, okay. It was it was not it was not fun. I, just, I
3: was about sex when I was playing in high school. That was Vandergrift was still a really young school, and so that was always a pretty easy win. But I know they just made it to state a few years ago, right?
1: Oh, uh, we made it to the semifinals, but
3: we okay, got that's blown out enough. by Temple.
2: Nice, nice research there, Jay.
3: Well, close enough.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Jay used to play uh, Georgetown football back in the day. You well, I
3: think I think everything in Texas after semis is like considered state.
2: Pretty much, yeah. If you make it, if you make it to the state
1: semifinals, you're pretty much there.
2: <laughs> yeah, that counts. When you were in high school, were y'all playing in the district they're in now against Lake Travis and Westlake?
1: No, we we played schools like Leander, Dripping Springs, Marble okay. Falls. We were in 5A. We just got bumped up to 6A this year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, actually, I think it was last year.
2: Yeah, I was doing some research on their district now. And I mean, just the fact that there's a Lake Travis and Westlake in the same district is insane. Yeah. If anybody knows Texas football, I mean, that's that's crazy. They used to not be in the same district. So,
3: mm. yeah, now Vandegrift's a pretty tough team, too. So it's. It sounds like it's it. Definitely, it's definitely the premier, like, Central Texas district.
1: For
2: sure. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Jay, anything else on high school?
3: Uh, no, that was pretty much it for high school.
2: Okay, moving on to college, or back to college. Have you been keeping up much with the team since you've left?
1: Oh, yeah. All my best friends are on the team. Um, and I have a couple boys that are starting now. I, I have a my best friend's a receiver. Shout out Donald Stewart. Um, what up? A- he's... next AJ Green oh shit keep an eye on Donald Stewart All number right. 8 8 ball
2: this is what we want to hear
1: yeah he, he's <laughs> gonna be a stud and he already is a stud but man I can't wait to see what he does okay cool um, also KJ Costello Scratch golfer. What fun up. fact! Okay, um, he, he's battling for a QB job right now. He's he's fighting against two two of our older guys uh, who are also great. We we have a very competitive what year QB battle right now. He's a, he's my year. So he's a sophomore. He's this a year. he's a redshirt freshman. Oh redshirt freshman. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. He, he he just had his first touchdown in the game against Rice. A twenty-eight yard scramble. Okay.
2: So he's got some time. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got some time. Um, how does the team look this year? You think? Um, because I know. Everybody's been saying they won't be as good as last year. What do you you think?
1: That's completely false. Oh, Um, okay. Christian McCaffrey is unbelievable, obviously. Christian McCaffrey, Solomon Thomas, everyone knows them. Yeah. Um, Great athletes. Oh, the best athletes I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, And the hardest workers I've ever seen, hands down. But because of the big names of them, they they didn't really hear about any of the small names. Mm -hmm. Uh, But those small names are guaranteed to be big names this year. Um,
2: Any small names that you would...
1: Oh, Bryce Love, Keller Chris, okay, quarterback cause, right now.
2: Right, because I've been hearing a lot about Love mm-hmm. and how he's actually going to be really, really good. And he oh, actually already good. was really good, but like you said, we didn't really hear much about him.
1: Yeah, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, he's a receiver. He's, oh my gosh, he's he's going to be he's gonna have a great year. Trenton Irwin, uh, he's also a receiver. Probably the best safety I've ever seen in person, Justin Reed. Uh, he, he has a brother who plays for the 49ers right now, Eric Reed. Okay. Is he
3: better? Is he better than Javante Grimble?
1: Uh, I would say so. <laughs> he, I think he's going to be a potential first round pick. Damn. Um, uh, let's see. The cornerback Quentin Meeks hated going against him in practice, <laughs> but we have a very, very good secondary this year and great linebackers. So I think our defense is going to be our strong suit. Running the ball is going to be our strong suit because our O line is killer every year. I'm more of an offensive guy, so right. Uh, I really think we can. Pound the ball down anyone's throats this year. Anyone's, huh? Absolutely. So this Especially sounds like Westerners. you're pretty confident about this week's matchup.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna get into.
1: Um, I mean USC is a great, great team. Are so they? It's it's gonna be a week
2: one game. I mean, it was very <laughs> underwhelming.
1: Yeah, very true.
2: They true. I, that was really I was very surprised by that game actually. I think more so than any game. Yeah. Because Stanford did, like Jay said in the last episode, Stanford did what they were supposed to do against Rice, which is just beat the shit out of them, and they did that. It didn't prove much to me because I knew they were gonna do that. What proved a lot to me was USC actually not beating the shit out of uh, Western Michigan, and so I have so much more faith in Stanford beating USC now. But
1: yeah, I mean, we'll see because first games are always kind of shaky. Right, uh, you're, you're testing your offense out. You're testing what plays work. You don't want to show everything because you don't right. want, you don't want it on film. CJ um, told you this, so I, I wouldn't judge USC too hard based off mm-hmm. their first week performance. Right. I think they're very good. They're going to be a strong team coming out of the gates. Yeah. Um but I don't think they're going to be able to hang with the with the O-line. Okay. Uh, the front seven's not going to be
3: able to Okay. Okay, so our, what yeah.
2: team in the pack then is do you think is going to give you the uh, the toughest run? Oh man.
3: Um it has to be Washington, right? I was Washington, just going to say
2: that yeah. that would be my first guess if it's not USC. Yeah, I think I think Washington and USC are
1: going to be the two Wa- I mean
2: Washington's coach alone is He's amazing, you know?
1: Yeah, and Washington handed it to us last year. Yeah. Um, so, I think I think we're going to be trying to prove something.
2: Yeah, I mean, Washington earned their spot in the playoffs last year. <clears throat> but, yeah, it'd be interesting. I think Stanford's definitely got a chance, and I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting next to a guy that was a wide receiver there. That's twice my size. Well, USC, <laughs> Vegas
3: is still not too confident because USC uh, is still a six-and-a-half-point favorite.
2: Yeah, I just I don't understand that after what happened in week one. But... But like we said last week, I put so much faith in Troy, and I said I don't understand what Vegas is is doing here, and clearly I was wrong. But um, yeah,
1: yeah, and I'm a little biased, right? Obviously, obviously, very very biased.
2: But until we get a player or ex-player from USC to come on and talk, I think you have the most inside information, (laughs) absolutely, Uh, between me or Jay at least.
1: Yep, yep.
2: Have you now become okay? Growing up, you were a Rice fan. Conference-wise, did you like one conference over the other? Were you like a Big 12 guy because of Texas? I was definitely a Big 12 guy. Right. Um, I think everyone in Texas was, especially back in the day when it was actually good with Nebraska and Colorado. And oh, Vietnam, yeah. And, you know, oh, it was a man. fun conference. It was conference. the best conference yeah, ever, man. Yeah, that was a really fun conference. Such a fun conference. Now, are you like a pack guy?
1: Um, I would say I'm a pack guy. Right. Because understa- the competition's great. Well, and
2: packers. it's understandable to not be a Big 12 guy anymore.
1: yeah. Like,
2: the Big 12 is just falling apart. Yeah, I think the the Longhorn Network kind of started all that. Oh, my Um, God, yes. But,
1: yeah, that definitely used to be my favorite. I used to play quarterback uh, up until, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school. So, Vince Young, Colt McCoy were my heroes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And I I watched UT. um, UT was my second-place favorite behind Rice. Okay. Which you don't hear very often. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's That's the the most insane
2: statement I've ever heard, but I love it. I love that statement so much. And I went to U of H, so... Oh yeah, <laughs> um, having a Rice fan here is just weird yeah. to me. It's not really like upsetting like most rivalries. It's more just like I've actually met one in person, <laughs> and that's kind of strange. It is strange. Well, yeah. my uncle did play at U of H as well. Oh, he, he
1: was a linebacker. Oh, what year? Many years ago. Um, do you remember the year? I, I do, do not. It? I think I think he graduated in. I, I man, I don't want to guess wrong and insult him, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking '75.
2: Okay, so pre-wear, pre wear mm-hmm. pre. Okay. Anyway, this is off-topic. Sorry, Jay. Did you have any more questions?
3: Uh, yeah. How much did he get paid to go to Stanford? <laughs>
2: uh, I
1: mean, I got the full-ride scholarship. Um, I
2: see. By the way, he drove up in a brand-new Jeep Wrangler. So. Hmm. Well, I mean, that, that, that was my
1: dad's <laughs> promise. He said, look, if you, if you get a scholarship to school and you pay for your school, I'll pay for you, your new car. But also, okay, he
2: referred to David Shaw as a father-like figure before so i'm just saying no not the even audience close.
1: can connect their own dots here not even close <laughs> david shaw is the most honest guy
2: okay well until we get david shaw in here to say he didn't pay you <laughs> i'm just joking promise we're just joking yeah
3: sorry that was that was kind of a leading question <laughs> what i should have what i should have asked was how much did christian mccaffrey and solomon thomas get paid
1: <laughs> as, as far as i know zero dollars okay um it I think they would have gotten kicked off the team because Coach Shaw was very, very strict on that. Uh, he actually had a—I f- I forgot what the meeting was called—but we had a meeting three times a year about external cash flow, and if you—if there was even a sniff of it, you were—you were out of there.
2: You were suspended. Yeah. Interesting.
3: This, yeah, this is just sorry. This is coming from an Ole Miss fan, so I guess I'm just—he's <laughs> a little butthurt about. He yeah, wants to prove that every other
2: that. Uh, school does what they're accused of doing. I don't doubt it. <laughs>
3: Um, no, but you were talking about how hard of a worker is that the the two probably the best players on that team were. How, how, I guess how infectious is that that kind of like resonates throughout the entire team? Well, those two guys, I mean,
1: they, they were a different breed and they just worked so hard. But Christian McCaffrey really, he wasn't very vocal. He, he was when he absolutely had to be, but he just showed everybody the example by how hard he worked. And everybody, it was infectious. You know, you'd see him running, you'd see him absolutely just sprinting his butt off during gassers or sprints or whatever it was and you're like okay he's the best player in the whole country damn and he's wearing himself out in these gassers he's giving his all just conditioning like why shouldn't we you know and mm-hmm. Solomon Thomas too Solomon Thomas he, he he's a big teddy bear off the field but man he is he mean on the field but he he was more vocal um but but both of the guys when they had to be, extremely vocal but they led by example for sure less by mouth
2: so i swear to god paxton needs to be like a spokesman for a stanford football program because <laughs> he's making me like want to go to stanford and i've graduated already oh man i well, want everyone to go there
3: i don't i don't think it's the case that you could just be like hey i want to go to the school i'm gonna go it's it's probably more like they have to select you well sorry rattlesnake i'm, uh,
2: I'm, I'm a pretty big time journalist now i think i could uh, pull some strings I mean, I, I did report from the press box at a Texas State versus HBU game. so. Yeah,
3: you know. that's big time.
2: Yeah, that's pretty big time. I'm, big time. I'm getting big time now. Uh, anything else, Trey?
3: Um, No, not really. This is kind of just a general comment about the, the USC game. That I didn't realize that Western Michigan ran for almost 300 yards on them.
2: Right. So oh, I was actually wow. – I was reading this earlier today how – How do you think your offense is going to fare against an apparently extremely weak defense that USC has, especially with your running game?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have a quarterback that has, I mean, he's 6'5", 240. You know, he's a fullback playing quarterback who can throw the ball 70 yards. So I think we have definitely a dual threat in the backfield um, with Bryce Love and him. And we also have our backup running back, Cam Scarlett, who's just as talented. And... A powerful O line. One of my good friends, Nate Herbig, started as a true freshman. He was actually freshman lineman of the year. He was a freshman all American. Um, playing left guard. We call him Big Island. He's from Hawaii. He weighs Ooh. about three fifty right now. Okay. Um, so running behind that left guard and that left side, uh, I think we're gonna be pretty unstoppable.
3: Okay. Well, yeah, that, that was that was my comment is like if Western Michigan can put up almost three hundred rushing yards, right? Like, jeez. Right not that doesn't bode well for this week. Okay. okay.
2: Okay, so what to take from this interview is Sanford will win not only the national championship, but the national championship for the next four years. <laughs> so that's, Man, that's my hope. That's, that's my what hope. you can take from this interview, right, Jay?
3: For real, yeah. I mean, it sounds like all their talent's super young, too. So. I know.
2: I have so much confidence in this program right now. Me and Jay were talking about this episode. We're going to have to go through and pick uh, our favorite teams from each conference, and I think me and Jay are going to be fighting over Sanford after this interview. <laughs>
1: yeah, yep. and I'm no expert, but I have a lot of faith in my boys. So,
2: Okay, well, Paxton is going back to California in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. But next time we need any info, any inside info on the pack, we're going to have to do some kind of three-way Skype, right, Jay?
3: Yeah, that'll probably cause some lag issues.
2: Yep, well, I don't care. Paxton's got to be our uh, West Coast inside guy now. Absolutely, any time. Yeah. correspondent so, yeah, yeah, I need
1: I need that dose of football every once in a while. Exactly, I'll be, I'll be a I'll be a nerd from here on out, taking a lot more <laughs> units. You know, trying to do yeah. some c- computer science. Oh shit! Um,
2: hey, you're you're talking to the nerdiest guy I know. Jay's a, an engineer graduate student. So appreciate
3: oh. that. That's that's a good compliment.
2: Yeah. All right. Terrible with stats. I but, can learn something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this has been our first interview. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully we have more to come if people actually want to be on this, uh, podcast. Right, Jay? Yeah, we'll, we'll do our part. If Jay, no, well, if Jay ever actually does, I brought the first interview. (laughs) Jay, you have yet to do anything. I'm just... Hey, I recommend it. These are two great guys. See? There you go. (laughs) And that's coming straight from a Stanford ex-football player. He, but he, he's smart. He goes to a smart school. So, be smart like him. (laughs) Um, fair warning, um, to, what was your mom's name? Wendy? Wendy. Wendy. If she listens... Um, I met his mother, Wendy. She's an amazing lady. Sorry that I'm cussing, but uh, your son was great. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. All right, shout out. All right, that's it. Hail, stand for
1: hail.
2: All right, and that was our first interview. Hope everybody enjoyed it. We'd love to come back with some more. Me and Jay were talking, though, and we said in the last episode we were going to pick our favorite teams from each conference. We decided because of this interview, we would just go ahead and pick our pack teams. I think, obviously, because of the interview, and also me and Jay just need to get more involved in the pack. I talk a lot of shit about West Coast football. I stand by that. But I would like to start cheering for a pack team. I have nobody over there. So... Jay actually, like he said, put it into a random generator in a computer.
3: Yeah, I figured that was the most unbiased method to do this. I didn't want to have any input. uh, And unfortunately, it gave me the Arizona State Sun Devils.
2: It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Could it? Yeah, Oregon State.
3: Maybe. uh, I might actually go with Oregon State. um,
2: (laughs) Why? Because they have a chance of being good again?
3: I guess the the storyline for for Arizona State after us... Six point win against uh, New Ugh, Mexico State.
2: Dude, that was so bad.
3: The uh the Todd Graham era. How how much longer that's gonna last?
2: That was such a bad game.
3: Yeah. yeah so it'll be. Uh, let's see who they're playing next. New Mexico. No, uh, San Diego State. That's right.
2: Oh, that's right. Cause I wait. Who did you pick in the? Oh, uh,
3: we both we both picked San Diego State.
2: <laughs> you have to change it. You know that I right? Don't.
3: It's just my team. I don't have to get, I don't Oh, uh,
2: that's bullshit. I feel like this should be a thing where you whoever you pick, you got to pick.
3: No, right? it's just the team that I'm going to keep up with. All most.
2: right, fine, fine, fine. Um, I did not do that. I picked my own team. I picked Washington, and I know how lame that is right now because they're good again. It was between Colorado or Washington. So, shout out to all the Colorado people. I just love Chris Peterson. I'm sorry. That's the only reason I picked them. I love Chris Peterson. So I'm a Washington guy now. I'm UW, so that's it. Yeah,
3: you've always been a yeah, you've always been a Washington fan.
2: No, always. Yeah, everybody knows that about me. So yeah, actually. Ever my, since
3: that, ever since that 2000 season when they won the national championship.
2: Yeah, ever since that like 30 seconds ago when I randomly picked them because I liked their coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just like a good G5 school, and I like what he did at Boise State, and I like how he was able to transition that over to a p5 conference and still continue to win it's like gary patterson with tcu i love that coach so all right that's it that's it we are officially pack fans so let's get into week two what do we got Joe?
3: um so this week's really uh weirdly scheduled um <laughs> there's a there's a lot of obviously it's it's a huge weekend of football uh, a lot of headline games but they're all late and it kind of provides some weird uh like midday viewing games as far as the games on this list it's like northwestern duke and then iowa and iowa state
2: yeah yeah
3: that's pretty much your only entertainment until the nightcaps
2: yeah is that entertainment
3: but um outside of this i think oregon nebraska is earlier maybe an afternoon game Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a four thirty game. Um, why does Why does Fox always have weird kickoff times?
2: I don't know. I guess I haven't noticed it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously the big the big nightcaps. Um, starting with Auburn Clemson at seven o'clock on ESPN. Mm. This is all in Eastern Time.
2: That's an awesome game.
3: Yeah, and then but then straight from there seven thirty. There's two seven thirty games: Georgia Notre Dame,
2: yeah. and then
3: Oklahoma Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, and then 8.30, so I guess the Auburn-Clemson game will probably be approaching halftime at this point. Uh, Stanford-USC.
2: Yep. What about TCU-Arkansas? When's that?
3: TCU-Arkansas, that is a 3.30 game. So okay. there's, your, there's your afternoon entertainment. It's on CBS.
2: Yeah, I like that matchup. Um, okay, let's just run down the list then and just say who we got for the games we have.
3: All right. Ohio-Purdue.
2: I have Purdue.
3: And I'm, all, I'm going to Ohio.
2: Are you? Did you watch Purdue against Louisville? Doesn't matter. Okay. Moving on.
3: Memphis, Central Florida. Who'd you got? We both we both have Memphis in this one.
2: Okay. Good pick. Good. Pick. I'm an AAC guy. I know. So, good pick. Uh,
3: Central Michigan, Kansas. Who do you got? We both went Kansas.
2: Okay. Why'd you go Kansas? Uh,
3: because uh, Central Michigan game was pretty ugly last week.
2: Yeah, they needed three overtimes just to beat Rhode Island.
3: Was it three? I thought it was two.
2: No, it was three consecutive overtimes to beat Rhode Island. Crazy. Who? What is Rhode Island? I don't even know. Is that a college? I,
3: I, think, they, I think this is their first, first year as a football team.
2: <laughs> Central Michigan. Man, that is really disappointing. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever picked Kansas to win a football game. Dude, please don't let me down, Jayhawks.
3: Yeah, and then uh, Old Dominion, UMass.
2: I got Old Dominion
3: yeah ODU uh, Northwestern Duke
2: for that one I actually picked Duke
3: and I'm going Northwestern
2: and I, you're probably right on that I I don't know Just, I was just looking at the games last week and I know it was what Central North Carolina or Central Carolina like you said they did what they're supposed to do and beat the shit out of a small school so I'm going Duke
3: alright Iowa, Iowa State I have Iowa yeah it's, it's tough for me to pick Iowa State in this game
2: yep yeah. Um after Wyoming, Wake. I mean like we we're still not sure how good Wyoming is or is not yet, but all I know is Iowa handedly defeated them. So
3: Yeah, that Wake Forest Boston College. God, these games are just rough <laughs> I <can't, it's laughs> hard me So
2: hard, games. yeah. Wake Forest Boston College. I picked Wake Forest.
3: We both went yeah, we both went Wake. Okay, cool. Rice UTEP. We're getting there.
2: <laughs> uh Rice. I one Utah. Did you? Why?
3: Uh, because I have uh, a bet going on the over. What I think it's two and a half wins for Utah. Uh, oh
2: okay. Oh yeah. Um, so this is. I did just, you I just watch this. them play Oklahoma?
3: Just, yeah, but that's. I mean, who cares about against a top ten team in the country? It's it's rice.
2: Yeah, I know, but still I just it's UTEP.
3: It's, it's like, UTEP man. From I don't know again.
2: I just yeah, I can't, I could never bet anything on UTEP. Sorry. Sorry, miners. I love El Paso. Uh,
3: Indiana, Virginia.
2: I have Indiana. Same. Uh the they really did actually look good against Ohio State. So So same,
3: my upside call wasn't too far off. No,
2: it really was they actually did look really good. Uh who is the wide receiver? Simmy Junior? Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, their wide receiver, Simi Jr., just tore up Ohio State's back until they had to double team him in the second half. And then they. Anyway, he's a great wide receiver. I think Indiana's actually not as bad as I thought they were. So good pick on that, Chad.
3: All right, Western Kentucky, Illinois.
2: I got Hilltoppers, baby. Same, yeah. Okay.
3: Um, Now we're getting to some games. TC, Arkansas.
2: I feel like TCU.
3: I'm just going Arkansas just to keep it interesting.
2: Oh, really? Is that is that actually the only reason, or did you have...
3: Well, no, I think this game is such a... If On paper, it just feels like such a toss-up. Like, I, uh,
2: Yep, I totally these agree. These teams
3: match up very well against each other, I'm so... Going,
2: I'm going TCU because, like I said, I love their coach. All
3: right, uh, South Carolina-Missouri. This game could actually be pretty fun. You think so? I mean, Missouri put up, what, 75 points last week?
2: Yeah, who were they playing? Missouri State? Missouri State, yeah. Okay, so... Regardless, South, South Carolina, South Carolina beat a really good team.
3: Yeah, so I'm. I'm just saying these two offenses could be pretty fun against each other.
2: Yeah, uh, who'd you pick? South Carolina. <laughs> okay, well, so did I. So that was.
3: I'm not okay. saying that Missouri's going to win. I just said it's going to be a fun game.
2: Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, actually, you might be right, but I, I still think South Carolina beat them by like at least two touchdowns.
3: Uh, Auburn, Clemson. I got Auburn. And I'm going Clemson.
2: Okay. We can talk about this one a little bit. We can slow it down. Why Clemson?
3: Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty defense-centered game. Um, mm-hmm. Both defenses are probably what's going to carry them. But I, f- I just feel like Kelly Bryant being in the Clemson system for, what, three years now compared to Jarrett Sittum, who's probably more talented, but right. he's, only, he's only played one game at Auburn. Um, I feel like that leadership combined with the home field advantage and just kind of what I saw on the field last week, they both look like, potential top 10 talents but um mainly it's just the home field advantage all right georgia notre dame
2: i have georgia
3: i have notre dame
2: all right is there any reason
3: yeah uh jacob Eason's out they got a true freshman starting for georgia um notre dame i actually feel like probably i mean you're probably gonna think that's crazy but i think they're top 15 talented
2: no they definitely look better than they have in the past um like they actually deserve a ranking rather than just being handed one. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um but I picked App State to upset Georgia, and I feel like now, just out of respect, I need to pick Georgia.
3: Alright. Well, that's right.
2: That's yeah, that's my great insight.
3: Uh, all right, Oklahoma, Ohio State.
2: Probably <laughs> could be wrong on this one too, but I picked Ohio State.
3: Yeah, same. I just Oh, did you? Honestly, I kind of a hot take, but I think Ohio State looked better than um, than Alabama.
2: Whoa!
3: Yeah. What? I know the numbers probably won't tell that, but
2: hold up. Okay, but also, Jay, you're the guy that just said that a And M's the best team in the nation. But why? <laughs> do you, know, do you salt, have yeah. any kind of rationale for this, though? I am actually very interested.
3: Yeah, J T. Barrett uh, is an extremely talented quarterback under. Uh, An incredible system, Um, obviously Urban Meyer, like the coaching, it kind of speaks for itself Right, that's obvious Um, The defensive front for Ohio State I think is more talented than the defensive front for Alabama, probably the most talented defensive front in the country, maybe other than Clemson Um, The defensive backs they they lost a lot, and that was kind of on showcase against Indiana um, until they made the adjustments, and then they shut down the, you know, probably all Big Ten receiver Right, yeah uh, and then I think the offensive line for Alabama actually was pretty underwhelming. Uh, obviously, that was against Florida State, who has very talented defensive linemen. But um, if it was a head-to-head matchup, I feel like Ohio State's defensive line could probably um, clog up a lot of those holes. And then on top of that, just looking at Alabama side, I was not very impressed with um, with Jalen Hurts. Uh, he made a few good throws uh, downfield, but overall, I feel like he hasn't really improved much from last season um, so yeah, for for all those reasons. Obviously, I'm not trying to like say Alabama's not going to be the national champion uh, or make the playoffs, but just from my uh,
2: week one
3: perspective, yeah, yeah,
2: week one viewing.
3: I'm, I'm de- yeah, I'm definitely going to pick Ohio State to win uh, every game. Wow! Until I, until until I see something otherwise.
2: Yeah, uh, well, I guess this is the week to see something otherwise. Exactly.
3: Yeah, Oklahoma I mean, is the one team that Oklahoma's probably got the best. Um, one of the best, probably top three uh, offensive line units in the country, so if there's one unit that's going to neutralize that front seven of of Ohio State, it's going to be Oklahoma, and then they've got the the weapons to, you know, utilize that.
2: Yeah. Um, I solely picked Ohio State because of coaching. Like you said, it speaks for itself. Oklahoma has, you know, their their head coach was their OC, which, you know, it's not like a terrible effect. It's an easy transition, but still, he just does not have the experience like urban meyer and when you have two really great teams playing each other i think in the fourth quarter it comes down to just who has the better coach
3: yeah i agree that typically that typically uh, will happen
2: yep so that's the only reason i think a lot of people are picking oklahoma just based off week one games obviously you saw something you know a little bit more than i did i know they're a great team but yeah i picked them solely for coach so
3: Um, Stanford, Southern Cal, we probably don't even need to cover this as much because we talked about it in the interview, but I picked Stanford.
2: Yeah, of course. One, I mean, that interview, just talking to Paxton, I'm like just diehard Stanford fan now. Uh, Two, USC, wow. We don't have to get too much into this, but week one, they just did not look good.
3: Yeah, no, not at all. 263 rushing yards, I think.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Stanford's just going to run all over them. And I looked up a lot of these guys that Paxton was talking about, and their stats are pretty good. There are obviously a lot of young guys that he played with. So I'm really excited to see this team now. He's got me hyped up.
3: All right, and we'll just run through these last few games. Uh, Minnesota, Oregon State.
2: Do we even have to pick? Did you you not pick Minnesota?
3: Yeah, I picked Minnesota.
2: Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on. Oregon State, after watching what Colorado State did to them, I just can't pick them ever.
3: Uh, San Diego State, Arizona State. SDSU. Pick, yeah, picking against my, my squad no uh Utah BYU the, the holy war
2: yeah this one I think Utah might be the better team but I think BYU is gonna pull it out
3: yeah I went with Utah strictly because I think they're the best team
2: I agree but in a well that's stupid no but in a rivalry game it's tough to pick the more talented team when the players really care about beating their rivals and BYU just saw some of the top talent in the entire country and, you know, they're going to be watching film based on that. So I think they could pull it off. If they, yeah, they
3: did just face one of the most talented teams in the country and didn't score a single touchdown.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> if they don't pull this one off, I don't think I'm ever picking them for the rest of the season because <laughs> I've been talking about BYU being at least good, and uh, mm-hmm. I might be wrong. So let's finish it up with my team, baby. They're back. No more uh, postpones. They actually canceled uh, the UTSA game, so that one's just done. But University of Houston versus Arizona. In Arizona, who'd you pick?
3: Uh, I had to go with the the Cougs.
2: Okay, let's go Cougs, baby. Uh, I am going to say that in a normal circumstance, I would have picked them over Arizona hands down there. I think they're honestly just the better team. And a lot of times when P5 schools play G5 schools, they're more talented on the field. I think (laughs) U of H has so much talent bit bit of unexperienced talent right now but a lot of talent on the field the only thing that is slightly concerning if people are putting money down you know maybe listen up to this part they just had a press conference with Major Applewhite today and he was just listing some of our top players who i mean you can't understand the devastation that their families have gone through like some of these players like families are just homeless so having to travel to Arizona and, you know, try not to think about your family in a situation like that. It's probably pretty tough. I hope they can fight through it. It is a little concerning for me.
3: Definitely, yeah. As and a it's, big fan. Whenever I, whenever I hear about these, these events, obviously they're terrible. Um, and you, you always hear about the the focus on the field uh, because, you know, how can a human that's going through this possibly focus during a game? And I don't think it's it's the focus during the game that's an issue. You know, once they got the helmet on, they're on the field – that's not something that's going through their head.
2: Yeah, they're but not like, man, what's my mom doing right now? Yeah, yeah, it's
3: the preparation up to that point. Yeah, if you're I, spending I a week trying to focus on football and video and you know, obviously the film and studying the playbook, you know how much of, the, of your, you know, mental energy are you going to be spending, thinking about other things? It's, yeah, it's definitely the preparation. So,
2: and they're I traveling think, to Arizona. I mean, that really doesn't help.
3: Yeah, it's uh, definitely an interesting time. So,
2: some of um. Uh, you the, might have just
3: talked me out of my pick.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, even even the starting running back wasn't in Austin when they were when they had to leave Houston. He stayed back in Houston just to help his family. So it is really messy situation right now. Or it could be like one of those feel good Disney movie stories where they Rally come together. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Allen's from Arizona, so he's going back home. He's going to feel very comfortable back home. So it's going to be interesting. It just. Like, honestly, Major Applewhite, after listening to the the interviews and the press conference, after listening to him, I just kind of, as bad as it is, I kind of, like, lost a little bit of confidence in my team. That's not good. Just listening to how, like, eh, he was like, we've lost um, some talent, we have a lot of unexperienced people on the field, we're dealing with the floods, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? So.
3: Alright, well that wraps it up.
2: That's it. That's it. That's week two. Those are our picks. Uh, you know, follow the follow the blog, follow the Instagram, follow the Twitter, follow the everything we got, and you can know how it's going. I even post updates in the middle of the weekend, like on a Friday, just to say what's been going on. So, yeah, keep up with us.
3: Awesome. That's all I got.
2: All right, that's all I got. Peace. It's been one week since you looked at me Chopped your head to the side and said I'm angry since you
0: laughed at me you saying Get back together Come back and see me Three days Since the living room I realized It's all my fault But couldn't tell you Yesterday You'd forgiven me But
2: it'll still be Two days Till I say I'm sorry Hold it now What's a wink. Does it make you stop Think You'll think You're looking at Aquaman I summon fish To the dish Although I like The shally swiss I like the sushi Cause it's never touch a frying van. Hot like wasabi When I bust rhymes Speak like Leanne rhymes Because I'm all About value Burt has Got the mad hits You try to match wits You try to hold me But I bust through Can I make a can take a pick out like a stinkin' they can shake out like vanilla it's the finest of the flavors got to see the chokers, and then you'll know the vertigo is gonna go cause it's so dangerous you'll have to sign a waiver can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad trying hard not to smile though I feel bad I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral can't understand what I mean well you soon will I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of taking off my shirt it's been one week since you looked at me